Section 87 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Marie Christian. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truth of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Segur. The Little Eucology by an officer in retreat. In 1851, I was living at Paris. I was returning home one evening, stopping from time to time before the handsome shops where the rich merchandise of the capital tempts the passers-by at every step. At a window full of second-hand books, which I had been turning over half mechanically, I suddenly bought, scarcely knowing why, a little eucology hidden in the midst of a heap of worthless books. I had never had a work of this kind in my house before. I had always looked upon its contents as useless and unprofitable reading. Nevertheless, I bought it, I repeat, scarcely thinking what I did. Returning home, I went to bed, but before falling asleep, I took up my new acquisition and opened the pages at hazard. My eyes fell, not by chance, for there is no such thing as chance, but by the infinite mercy of God upon the evening prayer. It began thus, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us place ourselves in the presence of God and adore Him. O my God, I adore Thee with that entire submission with which the presence of Thy sovereign greatness inspires me. I believe in Thee because Thou art the very truth. I hope in thee because thou art infinitely good. I love thee with my whole heart because thou art worthy of all love, and for thy sake I love my neighbor as myself. Let us return thanks to God for all his benefits. O oh my God, how can I thank thee for all the graces and blessings I have received from thee? Thou hast thought of me from all eternity. Thou hast drawn me out of nothingness, and thou hast given thy life to redeem me. And day by day thou dost crown me yet again with thy infinite mercy and goodness. Alas, my Lord, what can I render to thee in return for all thy goodness? These simple, earnest words, so consoling and yet so impressive, had an almost incredible effect upon me. The tears rose to my eyes, and a peace unknown until that day filled my heart. This was the first time for many years that I had realized that which all the world is seeking, a little true happiness. The next morning I opened my book again. The morning prayer touched my heart as the evening prayer had done the night before, and I felt myself urged by a secret force that I could not resist to go to church. I knelt down in a corner, and there I began to pray, or more truly, to weep. In truth, I cannot tell what passed within me, I had no distinct thought, but God touched my soul. I commenced to be a Christian. I had a glimpse of a new life, and of a world, as it were, until then unknown. I remained in this state of transition for many weeks. I prayed in secret, not daring as yet to allow the change which had come over me to be perceived by my friends, nor even by my wife and children. I felt that this was a weakness. Nevertheless, human respect held me back but regret for my past life grew stronger within me every day. 
On the other hand, I shrank from the prospect of confession with fear. This acknowledgement, so salutary, but at the same time so painful, when many years have been passed far away from God, only presented itself to my mind under its most severe and humiliating aspect. But happily for me, God was the stronger, and one day I summoned all my courage and made a resolution. In the evening I entered the church, the way to which was now happily familiar, and requested a priest who was just leaving it to listen to me for an instant. He heard me with a kindness which touched my heart, and soon after I was kneeling at his feet, violently torn by the shame of all I had to say, and the happiness which would result from this acknowledgement. I desired, and yet I did not desire, and I knew not how or where to begin. The good priest helped me, questioned me, drew from me the confession of all my sins, softening the humiliation with a mercy which was wholly paternal, and encouraging me to hope. It was thirty-two years since I had fulfilled any religious duty. My repentance was deep and sincere. I received with unspeakable consolation that merciful pardon which our Lord gives to all His prodigal children by the ministry of His priests, and which restores to us the lost glory of our innocence. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven, said the Son of God, and I now heard one who was the depository of this divine power pronounce above my head these words of life and resurrection. I absolve thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I shall never forget that solemn moment, nor the charitable, compassionate ministry which was to me the instrument of the mercy of God. Go in peace, said my confessor, with emotion when the sentence was pronounced. Go in peace, my child, and sin no more, but remain henceforward faithful to your Savior. From that time I have been a Christian. I glory in a faith and in a life which preserves me from evil, which raises me above my passions, and causes me to fulfill my duties with facility and joy. I believe, I hope, I love, I pray, I confess, and I communicate. Let him who is not happy, and yet desires to be, do as much as this, and let him open the prayer book which he has, perhaps long laid aside. Let him read, as I read, the morning and the evening prayers. I trust that they will lead him where I myself was led. End of section 87